It has become a most precarious situation. Well, I am now hosting another podcast of the Two Point Report. Welcome, and this is your host, Margarita. There happen to be people around me who feel that they own the air around, but since they don't own the air around, If they happen to be on this podcast, they happen to be on this podcast. As fate would have it, I was just having a conversation about the need for respect. What does respect mean this day and age? Very few people truly recognize the importance of respect. Some people toss it around like uh, an omelet with many ingredients and little respect for the ingredients that go into it. No, it's not a frittata. It's not a 12-ingredient breakfast item. Respect is not just a song by well-respected artists. Respect has to do with how you treat other individuals. And the reason that I brought this up today was recently I had had a conversation with someone. And it appears as though they decided they would interpret that conversation in such a way that they would only give their perspective on how that particular conversation had transpired. And so the important thing to remember, I'll keep this podcast short, of course, but the important thing to remember anytime you are having a communication with any individual, whether the person has an understanding of who you are, how you are, your opinion, you need to be able to really think about how would you want to be treated? Now, if that person doesn't like to be treated well, they're not going to treat others well. If that person has no understanding of what it means to create strong spaces of strength and goodwill, then that's what will occur. There will not be strong spaces of strength and goodwill. And so why do I mention that? Because anytime you arrive into a situation where you feel it is important to establish boundaries, and there's always this sense of personal space and understanding, is really have that communication with one another. Be it family members, or be it friends, or be it co-workers, it is important to establish Good working relationships, good friendships, good communication. Because it isn't just one thing to say it, it's another to actually put it into practice. And some people feel that, oh, it'll all work itself out in the end. But no, sometimes it just doesn't. Sometimes you have to actually work really hard at communicating, at being just as good at communicating with other people as you would with yourself in terms of introspection. Now, the possibility may exist that people will just not want to. 
establish good boundaries. And that's difficult because sometimes you do have to create boundaries. What does it mean? Why do people have to have boundaries? Countries have boundaries. Countries have established a delineation of where a territory begins or ends for the very purpose of sovereignty. If sovereignty didn't exist, now there's sometimes a question as to how that sovereignty came about, and that can be very controversial. And that can be very difficult and painful depending on how the sovereignty came about. And so it is important that the appropriate people have those conversations with the appropriate people around them. Because setting those rules and those guidelines of what those boundaries are, it doesn't mean you have to be 25 feet away every single time. It doesn't mean you have to be absolutely in a different town. It doesn't mean there has to be a huge barrier between the boundaries. What it means, if I would be more specific, is that you actually find a way to work together. You find a way to work together so that you have a great understanding of what it's like to have strength and understanding going forward. Because if you don't establish good communication, all you have are years and years and generations and generations of misunderstanding. And I don't mean misunderstanding like Miss Universe or Miss America or some kind of pageant. I'm talking about the lack of awareness of what can be done to make a situation better. Now, sometimes it isn't the appropriate people that should be having the conversation. Sometimes they have intermediaries because volatility can happen so quickly. As we saw with the volcanoes of recent, there can be so much devastation that happens in natural disasters with things like volcanoes, or as we see now with some of the impending um, hurricane disasters that are just about to hit the East Coast and have gone through the Bahamas, leaving such devastation with the Category 4 that Dorian has left behind. But it's interesting that what we have learned is to adapt, understandably, because we want to be better at situations. Why do we adapt at these most difficult circumstances? We want to survive. We want to get better. We don't want to lose everything in path. We know that human nature is much different than Mother Nature. Mother Nature will come through and she will do what she is going to do, be it a storm, be it a blizzard, be it a volcano eruption. Now that's something that is not necessarily under the control of human nature. 
However, as humans, we have the ability to better understand what we can do to prepare once we know. Now, why is that important and how does that even tie into what I started with? Well, if people who have previously not understood each other clearly fully recognize that they have the ability to do things differently in the future, then they, in essence, can avert, meaning to not fall into the same patterns, because really it was, um, and one can argue if that is a true theory or not, but let's look at that for a moment. It was Albert Einstein who said, If you do the same thing over and over again and expect the same result, a different, excuse me, that's what happens when I think about things a little too quickly. I was going to ruin his own quote. It was Albert Einstein who said, if you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, that is the definition of insanity. Now, perhaps some psychologists or psychiatrists would argue the point and they would say, well, there are other things that could be looked at, such as physiological changes. And you'd have to really, in modernity, you'd have to look at the DSM-5 and what are the other characteristics going on with the brain or with the body that could possibly be causing changes. And it sounds like such a dramatic quote on his part. But really what he was alluding to is you cannot be caught in the same pattern over and over again and expect the same thing not to happen if you're doing the exact same thing. Changing something about that particular behavior is going to change the result. But the difference is a person would need to actually want to change their behavior. When they don't want to change their behavior, then you do get that particular same result over again because you haven't changed any of the variables. Now, I promised this would be a very small podcast, and I don't want to digress to, into too many examples and so I will conclude on the following. What would be an example of diffusing situations? I leave that for you in just a moment to think of what you would do before I give you a possible solution. That was just a moment. Oftentimes, people don't like to take moments. They like to just think right through a process, keep on going. Sometimes, if you just take a moment and ponder the possibility that a situation can get better, no lies, no manipulation, 
just communicate it. If you're going to be living under the same roof of people that you don't necessarily understand or are fully in alignment with, meaning you may not necessarily agree with everything about them, but you live under their roof. You still live under their roof. And so you have to find commonalities. Finding those commonalities can be pretty easy because most of us as humans are actually pretty easy to get along with. We have to be able to find what those common denominators, so to speak, are in order to establish a rapport that will allow us to have conversations that are civil and calm. Lies and manipulation are not going to get us there. But starting at the common denominator of what works, what is positive about a situation are two great things. Now, if one can begin to focus on that, well, excellent. And in my next podcast, I'll talk a little bit more about why it is so important to maintain communication between people who are so opposed in either personalities or mindsets. We do that more often than we think. But I will give you a few days to think about how many people do you know that you have very few things in common with, but you actually talk to ever so often. And I'll give you a hint. Oftentimes, you've already established that common denominator, be it through a hobby be it through a first degree, second degree, or third degree of familial relationship, meaning you may be related to them. And so you're like, oh yeah, well I know them because they're they're related to so-and-so and and they're related to so-and-so and so so, yeah, we show up at the same events. So I know a few things. So that is often one of the common denominators. But is that enough? So take a few days to think about why it's so important to really find those common denominators and then begin to look for ways to build on those common denominators because truly, if you will, it is about strengthening those common denominators that makes the difference in how one is able to sustain over the years. And that's what I'll explain in the next podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Margarita.